the mask. We all have troubles with them these days, especially you have glasses and then one of these behind your ears. So, what can you remember? Welcome to the last of the summer series. Hands up if you were at least here for one during January. Well done. Did you have a takeaway? Because I took some notes and I looked at some of my takeaways. The law of God is thin. Can you remember that one? The themes, know yourself and know God, to establish and grow you in the faith, to love well and to keep your hope strong. So over the time we've had these beautiful takeaways, we've had some wonderful presentations. I invite you to listen, take notes, implement what you've learned. But through it all, we've had the Bible is one unifying story pointing to Jesus. And it still points us to Jesus through its poetry, through its narrative, through its prose. Can you remember all that? Great. I couldn't if I didn't take notes. But this I know. 360 million people today face persecution as Christians. Steve and I walked in here early for the prayer meeting and we said, what an extravagant, luxurious building. Privileged. Privileged also to have lots of different translations of the Word of God. Portable on our devices, small ones to carry, big ones to study. We are privileged. But are we blessed by the God as we read and know his life story for us? I've invited, well, we've invited these wonderful people up here. Uh, let's introduce yourselves. You're Tony, aren't you? Hi, Jane. <laughs> we have this ongoing thing. I'm Peter. Peter, okay. Uh, Lyndon, good morning. Hello, everyone. I'm Bronte. Yeah. Okay. I want, yeah, give my a clap. <clears throat> Incredible people. Um, we do have three Fergusons here. And that's deliberate because we've got a married couple with children and they've handed it down to their children. But, um, Andrea, I know your mother. I know both sides of your grandparents. Women, men of God who yeah. were evangelists, strong in the faith. And here we have, I know, three generations, no, four generations in your family. <laughs> so that's amazing. So I'd like to start with you and talk about why you read the Bible when you've had a family that's read it probably to you, sung it to yeah, you, absolutely. told it to you over and over. Hammered it in. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah I grew, obviously, like you said, I, on both sides of my family, uh, beautiful Christian people and um, have started quite a few churches and have written CDs with scripture on them and uh, very much in the word and... So I grew up in that environment where we, I had a Bible study with my mum every morning before I went to school. We had a verse time to learn a verse every week. We had a Bible study after tea every night, pretty much my whole life. Went to church both morning and night. And I got married and I, like, 
Obviously, I carried it, I believed it, but I got married and we moved to Alice Springs um, soon after we got married. And I actually made a deliberate choice to go, I've had this from my entire family, um, I'd like it for myself. So I actually backed right off. So we, I still went to church, obviously I still prayed and whatever. I didn't read the Bible and I didn't make a conscious effort really to embrace it because I, I, I suppose I needed to step back in order to go, is this actually mine or just my family's? And those two years, I was basically the sum of myself and made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> and I tried I, to help him. Yeah, no, I was he wasn't. I was already married, disclaimer. <laughs> but I made, we, I made a lot of mistakes because I basically made my own decisions. I didn't base it on anything. And after two years, I'd had enough. And I went, no, I need this. I need it. And, um, I mean, the Word of God is basically, it tells you how to live. So... From that moment on, I've been extremely faithful. <laughs> Good. More about that yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, Lyndon, you interrupted there. Has this been part of your life story? Or... <laughs> well, I was probably the good influence in your life. Yeah. I might have been the cause. No. So why is it that you read the Bible? Isn't it enough that your family do it and sing it? <laughs> well, it's, it's obvious that we need it. So for me personally, it's about I know that I need it. And the interesting thing is, and, and the thing that's unfolded, is that you find out that you're designed to receive it. And, uh, and, and how you practice life and finding that out is actually probably more important than um, the other things, the other, the, other, the other sources that we can use. Um, so I think, that for me, that's seeing that in action and experiencing... That you're designed to receive it and see it working in your life uh, is is quite amazing. Yeah. Thanks, Lyndon. Sarah, um, very different uh, lifestyle. You're single with a career, and you have worked hard. You're busy. You actually uh, are a very dedicated teacher. I hear good reports, and I know that you spend many hours at home preparing. So. Why do you read the Bible and when on earth do you get time? Because sometimes I know you had to travel to Deloraine daily or down the Tamer daily. Where did you find the time and why do you do it? Um, I think it's following on from what we've just been saying. Um, the world gives us so many messages and when you're out in that world, um, it's really hard to keep up. And for a person that is... Um, quite slow in terms of and reflective in terms of how I go through things to balance out the messages of the world and who I am is incredibly difficult and that's where I find I need the Bible I need the stories and I need the teaching of, um, of what happens every day for the people in the Bible um, so that I can work out who I am in Jesus and take that into the world. Um, I couldn't do it if I didn't read the Bible. I change when I read the Bible. It has to flow. It has to go with um, where I'm at and what I'm doing. Teachers have holidays and in the holidays I absolutely love to be slower and read it in the morning, take my time, often go outside um, and then during my work days, it's actually often before I go to sleep. Um, 
I, because of the way I reflect on things and process things, I find it easier to um, tune out and to reflect on the day with the Bible in my hands. So, Thank you. Thank you very much. Peter, businessman, family man, casual, but life is full. And listen, I've seen on Facebook, especially this week, photos of your journal with coffee. <laughs> Talk to me about why, where and when. Um, so why I read, um, I can remember in my early 20s when I finally got that verse where it says the word is living and active. Yeah. <clears throat> so before that, it was just, yeah, kind of just reading words off a page. But then when I got it, um, I guess this, I think in simple ways. So I just thought if the creator of everything, the creator of the universe is speaking, I want to go to where he's speaking and he speaks to me through, through the word. Yeah. So where, where, where do you fit it in? When do you fit it in? Uh, in the mornings, uh, I find if I don't start right, then my day isn't right. Um, so in the mornings, breakfast time, after breakfast, either where I sit and have breakfast or sitting out on the deck in the sunshine. Great. In the summer. I just had this awful revelation. I know Sarah's grandparents. <laughs> and I know Peter's grandparents. <laughs> His grandparents looked after me when I went as a student to Hobart. They took me into their home. They loved me. Isn't that incredible? I didn't know. I, that just was a revelation now. And Sarah, I know your parents and your grandparents, and they've been important in my life too. But, Lyndon, I know your family, parents, brothers, uh, but I don't know you very well. So tell me, uh, what are some of the helps that you use to help you understand and read the Scriptures? Well, I'm not quite as disciplined as my wife, so the devotions I find take a bit too long to get through. That was trying to be funny. Um, <laughs> but uh, the things that, no, that, it gets back to how you practice life. And uh, everyone, you need to find out how to practice life with the Word of God as central. Uh, and so, uh, f for example, in the morning, um, I, will, I will read the Bible. I'll just take that time. And it can be a little bit all over the place. You can sort of move around, uh, sometimes stay in one spot. But the things I use is then from there, after uh, reading and after, you know, private prayer, then it's, well, what are you doing in your day? And, and then what are you focusing on? What, what are your, what's going in? And so often I'll listen to a podcast, uh, I'll listen to a commentary. And then what I do is I follow along with that. Um, often in the mornings, you yeah. know, I'm reflecting more on it and I'm going back and uh, revisiting those themes and ideas. So that's, that's what I use mainly. Because I have to admit, you're a man whose life is full as well. You've know, got to get off to work, yeah. come home. Yeah, yeah. Busy. It's awful. Not awful, awful. <laughs> <laughs> Bronte, you're part of this family. What have you learned from your parents about devotions and reading the Bible and what have you embraced for yourself? In fact, why do you as an individual do it? Um, well, I suppose it also, not just my parents, but also my grandparents have really influenced me to be reading the Bible and listening to the scriptures and what God might be saying. 
Um, as as mum mentioned, uh, we would when I was younger as well. Me and my older brothers, we would go to nannies and we would learn scriptures to songs. And because I do love music, that was just one way that really got my interest. Oh, the Bible is interesting. <laughs> like, oh, music, it's in the Bible all throughout. Um, and so as I kind of got older and of course we would have Bible studies as a family, as part of schooling, um, I hit this point where I was like, am I reading the Bible because my parents tell me to or am I reading it because I need it for my faith? And that's just something I really dwelled on a fair bit. I had this conversation maybe eight months ago um, with a close friend and they said to me, look, I stopped reading my Bible because it just became this habit and I wanted to read the Bible because I wanted to and that didn't really sit well with me because um, to want to read the Bible, it should just naturally become a habit and I decided to you know, make it a habit on purpose and also uh, building a foundation is something that's very important to me. If you don't have a good foundation, how can I develop the rest of my faith or my relationship with God or my relationship with my family? And just reading the Bible has all those answers in there to building a strong foundation. And, yeah, that's why I like to read my Bible daily. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Amazing. I'm, I'm a little bit wow as I listen to these people. What I want to know is... Do any of you have a special place where you need to go that becomes like a sanctuary? We talk here about 20 minutes in the chair as a metaphor, but I don't know whether you have special chair, special place, a sanctuary. Any of you want to comment on that? Um, I'll comment on it. Uh, we've got a massive dining table. It's like 14-seater minimum. Um, it's huge and it's very old. And... If you could take a snapshot of me sitting reading the Bible over the last 20 years, it would be a fascinating you know, thing to watch because obviously I had 10 kids in 14 and a half years, so there's always been like kids everywhere. So at some stages there's literally been babies asleep on the table while I'm sitting in the same spot reading the Bible in the morning. Sometimes there's been like kids, all of them sitting eating breakfast while I'm reading the Bible. And at the moment, most of them get up later than I do, yay. So it's actually very quiet to sit. I get up early on purpose so I can actually concentrate um, and sit and read the Bible. But of, like, I always sit in the same spot and I have on purpose, I found that because we homeschool that anything, kids learn by osmosis. So if they see me every day doing the same thing, um, they know where I am. Like, they just come straight down the stairs. There I am sitting at the table reading my Bible. Like it's... It's part of their routine that I'm doing that. So, yeah, it's, I always sit in the same spot, but sometimes it's been very, very loud and sometimes it's been beautiful and quiet, yeah. So, Bronte, how has that affected you? Well, I... Well, Mum, because she's up so early, she's able to get me up for work and that is very important. So, <laughs> if she's up doing her Bible study, I know for sure I'll be at work on time. Perhaps even early, that would be a shocker, honestly. Um, so, yes, mum reading her Bible daily affects me in that way, which is very, you know, superficial, but also on a much, I suppose, deeper level. It's also influenced me in the way that subconsciously I know if I hit a spot that I'm not sure about uh, in the Bible, I know I can go to mum and we'll be able to sit together and we'll be able to understand or even just chat about it. So, you know, seeing her in her spot every morning is actually very comforting. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I'm excited because I've just moved house and now I have a space <laughs> to, um, and I don't know, set up, I guess. And it's a really sunny spot that I found in this house and I wasn't able to do that as well in my old house. So um, I'm in the midst of creating a space um, that will be quite special in terms of um, reading the Bible and praying and journaling. Sarah, we take time to celebrate you. First time homeowner, first <laughs> house, just moved in. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, you wander, I think. Is that right? Yeah, I like to change it up. Yeah, so I don't have really a specific place. Um, so it depends on, you know, I guess the, the mood and that sort of thing. Maybe yeah. I'm outside, maybe I'm inside. Um, but yeah, getting into that zone is not too hard for me. Like, you know, just get in and now's the time. You know, so I doesn't need, I don't need to be in a particular spot. And just one final question: How has the Bible changed your life, or helped you live, or influenced your lifestyle? However, you want to look at that question. Just a contemplative look at that, and uh, whoever wants to, you want to start, Sarah, and we'll just move along there. Um, I think the biggest impact that the Bible has had is through my journaling. Um, I think I said before I, I'm I really enjoy being reflective, and so as I read the Bible and record it through journaling. Um, it teaches me a lot, but it actually shows me where God is working as well. Um, I can look back and I can find places when I thought I had no idea what was going on and I see patterns and I see God weaving through um, his story into mine and that, that has impacted my lifestyle a lot. I didn't know it was happening um, until a probably about 18 months ago when I started looking through what I've been recording and I can't not journal now and I can't not record what God is um, telling me through his word and, and that's how I have the courage to go out in the world. Thank you. I don't know if you can, with all your hands, if you can show just one shape, that page of your journal. Sarah does visual journaling. I do too, as well as word journaling. But just a page, for instance. Thank you. You don't have to read it. but You don't have to be an artist, do you? Just got to have coloured pencils and a blank piece of paper. Just along the rest of you. Yeah. Um, obviously, for me, I think the Bible... It says before the beginning of the world, it, there was wisdom. And so the wisdom that we need as people is in the Bible. Every single thing we need is in the Bible. So everything I do, like there's absolutely no way on earth I could homeschool 10 children successfully if I didn't have God saying, this is how you do that, this is how you do that, this is how you do that. So everything, everything I do um, is based on the word of God because it's way beyond my scope of self. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Well, uh, reading the Bible every day 
um, has really, really changed my perspective of God and who he is and uh, his blessings and his love that is for everyone. But it's also really changed my relationships around me. Um, and so reading the Bible every day kind of gives me insight and wisdom on how to go about, you know, um, any problems I might come across. And, yeah, so reading the Bible is such a helpful tool and I don't think I would be able to do what I do today if I didn't have that kind of input on my life. Thank you. Is that your journal? Oh, yes. Um, so this is the 1718 series and it goes from Galatians to Thessalonians and pretty much I write down a passage from the chapter and then on the other side I do random reflections or maybe a worship song that's really stuck out to me. So it's just it's that kind of thing. Thank you. Yeah. Well, there's lots to, you could say about this. You've got some good questions. Um, I, I think for me it's... Uh, we, we live in an age where uh, the world expects you to have the answer. The world's looking for people that have got it right and... And, uh, and, and it works from the outside in. And uh, so for me, the, the, the important thing has been is that as you approach in faith, it's not you bringing, it's not you looking at the Word of God to, and going to tell it what it's not, you know, instruct it. It actually instructs us. And so uh, for me, uh, the, the, the good thing has been that when you're in faith, uh, that offers you a sense of protection because you uh, become under and you, you acknowledge uh, that direction or that, um, that leading. And so I think that getting back to, again, how you practice life is that then stepping out, it's not Lyndon. It's actually not. It's not and, you, and you actually truly get to have the opportunity to go, what is uh, your purpose and, and, and what, what is your focus? What are you, what are you relying on? Uh, and so uh, moving forward, for me, it's been, that's been my meditation. And, um, and it's been the thing that's probably steadied, steadied me. So that, the, the, the biggest thing has just actually been relying on something else instead of feeling like you've got to produce something. In fact, you rely on that source. Mm. Thank you. And finally? Yeah, um... I guess the word to me is my guide um, and I've only been using a notebook for like five years or whatever, um, so fairly new to it and um, I write down the stuff that I hear, uh, it helps me with uh, stuff that I'm thinking if I'm not thinking right, it helps me to think the right things, um, to act the right way um, and yeah, so you're guiding me. Let's say thank you to these people. Thank you very much. God's word is active. I think we heard that from uh, our panel. God's word is life-changing. God's word is like a covering. It's wisdom. It's direction. And I loved what Sarah said at the end, that when she looked back, she could see the impact that it had had on her life. We've had a beautiful series about summer reading, but we want to make it autumn, winter, spring, right through to summer next year and the next summer. So this is what I'm inviting you to do. 
I don't know where you are in your Bible reading. We've had a family up here with children. You heard how a mother had the Bible and then there were children there at the breakfast table. You've heard from a single. You've heard from a businessman. You've heard from a, a man who goes to work every day in a very highly stressful job. You've heard that. Your life situation may be a little bit different, but we've tried to bring together people from different walks of life so that you can see, yes, I can find a place. Yes, it is possible. So here's the invite. What is one step, one little step that you can take for this year that will make your reading of the scriptures just that little deeper and richer. You've got that? One step. Think it through. I want you to deliberately, intentionally, right now, and think of one small step, whether it's to engage with another person or to join a connect group and talk about it, whether it's to pray with someone over with, with someone that you're reading, whether it's to journal, whether it's to move from two days to three days or to five days. No one's making it legalistic. The invitation is one more step. Have you got it? Have you thought about it? You with me? You're allowing God? to do that. And if reading's problem, there's always audible. <laughs> Let me pray. Thank you, Lord, for each one here today who's made that deliberate decision to take one extra small step about daily reading, whether it be deeper, whether it be longer, whether it be more regular, whether it be in community, whatever. And my prayer is that we will allow the Word of God through the Spirit of God to read us so that we become more like the God we worship. May our God go with you and be with you. Amen. But this one thing I ask, talk to someone today about that deliberate step that you've made, that one small step. Is that okay? Tell someone. Thank you.